So first of all, you know, honestly, we don't have any wisdom as introduced by our friend Krishna Kirtan Prabhu. We are simply have learned by our own mistakes <laughs> and of course by the guidance of seniors. And <clears throat> so honestly, it's simply a session that we are sharing, something that we have learned uh, and so that we are hoping that you can learn in many places by our own mistakes that we have learned. And many places that you have seen other people committing mistakes. So, uh, how many of you are not married? One. Don't worry, we are not telling you to go out. <laughs> <laughs> so, and so, so, majority. Oh, sorry. Okay, Mataji's. So, uh, you know, so, Griyastha uh, Ashram. You find Grace Ashram is a very easy to understand ashram or it is a very confusing ashram? What, what do you feel? Confusing. It's a question. Confusing. Yeah, it's easy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry? It's a question. So the realized or unrealized. <laughs> Self-realized. <laughs> <laughs> so what what do you feel? It is I think superficially easy. Okay. But then when you get into it, difficult. Difficult. Anybody else want to share about their experiences? Our friend is not married, I guess. You're married? You're married? No, no, married. Not married. So you're saying it is confusing? No. Okay. Anybody else? In Hindi, they say, Dilli ka laddu khaya, wo hi pachta hai, nahi khaya, wo hi pachta hai. Means we are waiting to eat the laddu. So those who have eaten the laddu, they are saying, oh, I shouldn't have eaten. And those who have not eaten, say, I want to eat the laddu, I want to eat the laddu. When can I eat the laddu? Because the problem with Dilli ka laddu is it gives you loose motions after you eat it. <laughs> challenges that come along the way, regardless of the beginning, the middle, the end, there's just so many challenges. What do you mean the end? <laughs> 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 okay, so in general, if we, we whenever we raise the topic of Grihastha Ashram, you know, Brahmacharya Ashram is very clear, people have a very clear picture, that here is a effulgent, shaven-headed Brahmachari, yeah, going with a single bag, coming out and just preaching, preaching, preaching and happy and he sleeps happily, get up early in the morning, chances round. So it's a very clear picture. But when you talk about Grihastha Ashram, you know, it, it is very, very confusing. What do we do? I know, there are two people staying, then two people becomes three people, then three people becomes four, <laughs> sometimes five, sometimes six. There are in-laws involved, there's a house involved, there are bills involved, there is profession involved. None of these things are involved in any other ashram. I mean, when you talk of Brahmachari ashram or Vanprastha ashram or Sanyas ashram, it is a very, very simple, straightforward ashram, very clear expectations laid down and not confusing at all. But when it comes to Griyastha ashram, uh, it, is, it is a very, very confusing. So yes, uh, there could be uh, confusion. Uh, I would like to share that. Many years back, one of my friends got married. And, uh, you know, obviously we give gifts in, in marriage. Mm -hmm. So, we you know, and it's one of the good uh, times is when you start opening the gifts. So we are friends. They said, let's open the gifts. It's exciting, you know, different people give different mm -hmm. things. So there was a nice gift which was packed in a very nice uh, wrapper. And we opened the gift and, uh, you know, we, we found something very strange inside. Uh, you know, there was a bucket, <laughs> a small bucket, mm -hmm. 
a rope and a torch. I said, what is this? You know, it doesn't make any sense. I mean, I said, I, I, don't you have a bucket in your house? Why is this? <laughs> so then it's written that Prahlad Maharaj says, Giriraj Ashram is like a deep, dark well. <laughs> and you may need this. <laughs> it's a deep, dark, dry, dingy well. And you need a torch because it's dark. It is dry, so you need to get some water. <laughs> so, you know, and then when we, in, in Radha Gopinath temple, we have a procedure, we have a system that, maybe here also, that when somebody enters or decides to get married, uh, that two, the, you know, the, the boy and the girl stand up and everybody says, Hari Bol, Hari Bol, Hari Bol. The mood is to give blessings to them. So at the, at the back, many of us would say, ding dong bell, one more down the well. <laughs> you know, so, you know, so, such things when we hear, we unfortunately become very, very confused. Right? I'm not saying what, what these things are happening is good. These are very confusing things. They're not the reality. The reality is not portrayed by such gifts and such statements. Uh, it is a wonderful, blissful, uh, powerful ashram meant to serve Krishna. I remember that you know, when you are not married, you know, half of you are not married. And the, the, If I ask you, who is the closest person in your life? Who is very deeply connected to you? Who knows you about you so many things? Who are they? Google. Huh? Mother. Mother and father, right? Not and, Google. Huh? Not Google. Google. <laughs> Not Google. <laughs> yeah, but how many years you have been staying with them? 20, 25, 27? And the day you get married, your wife or husband is supposed to become the closest person to you within that... Mm whatever, two-hour ceremony, you know, suddenly this person becomes so close that they start sharing bed with you. <laughs> they start sharing the same room with you. It's very, very confusing sometimes. And you don't understand. Because your parents, they have given birth to you, they have raised you, you have been brought up in the same house. So you know what is the culture. And here two people coming from two different backgrounds, two different sets of parents, two different sets of understanding and this relationship actually becomes the closest. All those who are married, we know that once you get married, we are very close to our parents, but I don't know how the relationship or how the chemistry works, that suddenly the husband and wife actually became become the closest people. At least they are supposed to become the closest people and serve together. So how do we do this? So you know, uh, Married life is such a powerful ashram. There's so much of tons of responsibility that we have. We were just giving an interview to our friend uh, just a few hour, few minutes back, and he was asking questions. And uh, we were saying that this is the only ashram which actually interacts with the society. People who are grihasthas, they do shopping. They interact with the in the malls. They interact with the companies that they work. The housewives interact with the neighbors. So it is through the Grihastha Ashram that the society is going to understand or decide what is Krishna Consciousness all about when they see Grihasthas working and operating and they, when they interact. So there is a huge responsibility that the Grihastha Ashram has and considering this huge responsibility on one side, you know, we have to do everything to execute that responsibility and learn and do everything that is required to make this ashram successful. So on one side is the great opportunity to perform as Radhanath Maharaj says, 
tons and tons of devotional service that's on one side so understanding that the opportunity is large then if the opportunity is large how much we should work hard to make that opportunity fructify isn't it I, so I, i just remember when we got engaged and at that time uh, it was balram balram ji's appearance day and maharaj announced that you know he made our announcement that this two will get married and then he said so i bless that they preach all over the universe and both of us were thinking all over the universe you know sometime you hear in cc there is exaggeration <laughs> you know that instead of thousand years the, the entire universe was following chaitanya mahaprabhu or and we were feeling why is maharaj speaking like that and then he said he told both of us that i don't want 1 plus 1 equal to 2 i want 1 plus 1 equal to 11 so all our spiritual masters or shiksha gurus whatever time and energy they have invested into us you know they want returns and these returns come in the form of grihasthashram because together if two people if they gel very nicely if they are very happy with each other internally as prabhu ji was explaining if they are doing very well then actually they can do tons of devotion service tons of devotion i think the preaching in london itself three couples young couples who just newly krishna conscious and they did the preaching so somehow there this combination you know husband and wife coming together it has lot of potential so if you are, if you have the right mix if i have right understanding because it's a mix brahmaji ashram is a single ingredient which is easy to operate but if you have, you have to mix something you need to have the right ingredients right you can't mix some <laughs> one thing more and one thing less so because grihastha ashram is a mix of so many activities and two people and maybe not two people many people so i just wanted to in the next in the, in the last five minutes we wanted to establish right now we don't want to elaborate but we all know the great importance of this ashram and because of that we want to do everything that is required to have a cohesive a relationship between husband and wife because if that is not there you know if for example you see this this cloth i mean sometimes you have a cloth right which is made of strands yes all the whole cloth there's a strand you remove one strand from the cloth what happens the cloth is tight but one strand you gets removed the cloth becomes loose and slowly slowly more strands will come out and cloth will until that time the cloth is intact there's no problem one couple having difficulties in the sangam of devotees is like one strand if one couple creates difficulties you cannot imagine what sort of uh, impediment what sort of discouragement what sort of ripple effect it gives to the other people right so there is a huge responsibility to maintain this fabric of krishna consciousness intact and this fabric is made up of strands of devotees and one strand loosening up practically in due course it could potentially loosen up the whole sangam of devotees right so is a great just imagine one news coming to us one of our friends is having serious difficulties in his marriage life and uh, you know something worse may may happen it shatters our heart and shatters our faith for people who are not married he said is it really worth getting into it when the ashram is not a problem if ashram was a problem why would krishna introduce it why would krishna make the grihastha ashram if it was wrong not a right ashram chatur varnam maya shreshtam guna dharma vargasha sunatal dharmas i mean we are supposed to use this ashram to satisfy god how can it be wrong 
but it is a poor understanding of the ashram which makes it wrong and one of the main things required in the grihastha ashram is trust so we would uh, yes so there's a small case study which she will read out this is a case study between alexander the great and philip when alexander became seriously ill while marching through asia minor his physicians refused to treat him fearing that any deterioration would lead to an accusation of malpractice only philip had sufficient faith in the king's friendship and in his ability to take a chance while philip was preparing his medicine alexander received a letter accusing the physician of conspiring with the persian king to poison him when philip entered the king's tent with his portion of medicine alexander handed philip the letter and calmly drank his medicine as philip read it dumbstruck philip threw himself before the king who reassured and thanked him and alexander soon made a full recovery so our question to all of you is the first question is what lessons can we learn from the character of alexander and philip and second is what in your opinion prevented the potentially explosive letter from destroying the team spirit did you all got the case study yeah can speak what what is the what lessons do you learn from the character um i think both of them had to trust in each other actually and so their outside force seemed to be able to sort of break that and so even when impediments came like when alexander received the letter his trust was greater than any other sort of potential breaking force yes very good anything else he didn't like believe the rumor he like i think that was the key part and then he just gave the letter to him so he kind of knew what he had just read so they both had an understanding of that rumor and now we have okay sure yes i was just thinking that um that the king knew that the physician always had his best interest and so perhaps from previous experiences he always knew that he was looking after him and was just thinking that that, that they had that kind of relationship I think it's interesting that he shared the letter with um, Philip. Philip as well, because then it shows that sort of mutual understanding. Mutual trust. It's a mutual other. trust. Yeah. Anybody else? Anybody else? What would have happened if they didn't trust? This is something which happened because they trusted. What would happen if they didn't trust? Huh? One of them, would, one of them, both of them would have died. I mean, it, you know, oh, yeah. died is one thing, but it could create such a, a situation of of suspicion amongst the whole rank. If here is two best friends, suddenly, oh, Lenin is having suspicion. Philip, who had given his life to him, having suspicion. So he creates again, as we said, the strand gets loosened. There is no bonding. So as you all mentioned trust is the most important factor in this relationship another thing is trust begets trust both of them had their understanding and because he trusted him you know automatically he made the full recovery many times we see many things in our lives 
you know if we have if we are not emotionally or internally happy whatever happens around us you don't become you know it doesn't work on you sometimes you fall sick or in other relationship also it makes difference it will affect your job or if it will affect your career so what is important from this particular analogy what case study you wanted to establish that trust between husband and wife is the most important factor and understanding both of them if they know they trust each other that he knows me the best or i know him or he will only do what is good for me that is the most important factor so the foundational principle that that the foundation as you always say uh, recently we were at this uh, the tallest tower in the world burj burj khalifa radhana swami is you know 168th floor we were just on the top of the floor here in dubai and in uh, even at another place that mara is giving his class bujal arab hotel the semester hotel mara said you can have all these fancy buildings but the most important part of this building is the foundation and as as i said that they spend 80% of the time in the foundation to make that burj khalifa tower only 20% of time was spent making the whole tower up. so so foundational principle that governs anything and in this case grishashram is trust and what is trust and if you see the definition of trust it is interesting to see what the dictionary meaning of the of trust is it is it says trust is the confidence very interesting every word is interesting please trust is the confidence in the honesty integrity reliability and justice of another person so first of all what is trust trust is a confidence that i have confidence in in what confidence in what in in the honesty integrity reliability and justice of another person so just that trust is confidence what is the opposite of trust mistrust distrust huh? distrust and and if trust gives confidence so distrust would mean suspicion and as we see that in a climate of trust the service to guru and krishna becomes very very natural you know for example in a more in i'm sure all of you will understand more that in climate when you are particular type of climate it helps or it might you know if climate is very sunny you become very happy everything is very nice if the climate is you know more than you all who, who knows you know the whole <laughs> not so much in india everything is but here the climate effects right here your personality your mood uh, your interaction with people because if it is gloomy and everything to that extent it becomes that more difficult to interact with people it becomes very very uh, you know depressing similarly in the climate of trust if our houses if if our sanghas is our relationships are having the climate of trust then service to guru and krishna becomes much more easier and if there's suspicion distrust then it becomes that much more difficult to really serve krishna interact with people you all agree what will it give rise to it give rise to suspicion politics backbiting and can you imagine if this is happening in the ashram in our grace ashram husband and wife you know if they don't trust each other they don't really know whether somebody is doing you know and sometimes you don't understand why the other person is doing something and you say why is he doing this why is he speaking like this is he trying to put me down is is she trying to put me down 
and then there is doubts and the doubts as as is explained in the shastras the demons of doubts or a demon can destroy your krishna consciousness destroy your, your relationships so this trust is very very important so trust actually decides the success or failure of a relationship so that is one of the most important factor now let's see uh there is another case study Okay, there is another case study. A soldier had been out scouting the area for enemies. On his way home, he stopped at a humble cottage and asked for shelter. An older couple answered the door, took pity on him and allowed him to stay the night. The stranger was exhausted and retired as soon as he was shown his room. The mistress of the home then locked up all her valuables in case this man was a thief. However, before she fell asleep, she heard speaking in the next room. She listened closer and heard a prayer offered in gentle yet solemn tones. It was a stranger praying for his country, for the soldiers who were fighting for the noble cause. The woman was ashamed of her suspicious fears. She got up and put the key back in the cupboard door and slept peacefully and soundly through the night. The next morning the stranger could not stay. He offered to pay for his night's lodging, but his old couple refused. Then said the guest, you deserve to know who I am. whom you have entertained and treated so nobly i am general washington so question is what made the old woman distrust the stranger and what changed the old woman's perception why did she distrust him in the first place you all can come in as as indulu mara said i don't bite his face here guys Yeah, she didn't know his motivations. Huh? She didn't know anything about him. She didn't know. She did not know anything about him. Yes. Previous experiences. Previous experiences. Previous experiences. How do you? What else? Fear of the unknown. Fear of the unknown. Yeah. And what changed the old man's perception? Some observation of something positive of that person. some observation of something positive something more deeper she they could understand the, the motivation um, of that person uh, the fact that he was thinking about everyone else and not yeah. himself okay um, something something still deeper maybe she heard the prayers and he felt this is the same person but mm-hmm. trust me the one and the only person yeah is it that and then afterwards she could understand the intention from her own perspective she 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 from maybe in the past is correlated to someone praying and something like this mm-hmm. means that you know the intention is good and somebody who comes unannounced is so it's, it's kind of our perceptions mm-hmm. and maybe seeing um his behavior when he thinks no one else is looking brilliant exactly this is very important and the first thing is she could mist it's very natural to mis- not trust somebody 
because fear of unknown past experiences you don't know anything about that person but what made her trust what he was doing all of your answer is correct that he was praying for somebody else but when when he was alone when nobody was watching him when he thought nobody's and he thought like nobody is seeing him so what actually brings trust it's integrity character what we are actually when we are alone most of us when we are in public in front of others we will always try to you know make up some show but you we are what we are when we are alone when nobody is watching you even our krishna consciousness can be judged at that time you know whether you are watching on the youtube something else you are looking for a some spiritual thing i was discussing with one one senior vaishnava uh, a senior leader and he said that in krishna consciousness what do you think is the biggest difficulty for devotees the, the anartha which anartha is the most serious any any names we we talk about anarthas right fine i'm sorry fine fame yes pride pride yeah very true all all of all actually has to be true but is that the serious anartha uh, more dangerous to devotees than outsiders uh, is the anartha of duplicity because what is duplicity duplicity is to behave something that you are not now outsiders you know or what if we call them non devotees you know they are shameless so they don't behave something which they are not they are fine telling as i said you know i i i we had a guest from hungary and he was at the hospital baktivedanta hospital he was there for for a month <laughs> it was 31st december so i told him and he was sort of in, in touch with devotees so i told him that please visit this program it is on 31st december year year if you want you know so i gave him all the addresses where he could go to so that he could have a nice year end and then he met me the next day in, in the morning i said so what did you do i hope you had a nice i said you know you guys you mentioned those four regular principles i said yeah i broke all of them yesterday <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> so and he i mean you know he was shameless I mean, you know, he didn't mind, and he was. He said, "I broke all of them. Is there any problem?" I said, "Wonderful." <laughs> so what I realized is that they are, you know, they are very open. I mean, a devotee will not come and say, "You know, yesterday I broke one of the principles." He will just, and even if he has, you know, he may. So devotees will, they know that they are supposed to be here as devotees, and honestly, they know that they are here. They are not on the level of where they are supposed to be, right? so one way to bridge this gap is to really work hard by our sadhana by association to slowly rise to this level but this is hard work here to reach bridge this gap but another easy way out is to act that you are here you can say well you know when you come to temples you say why well, you talk some 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 high flown philosophy and you talk something here and there uh you know people believe oh you are a great soul when you chanting in temple you are like straight back and hare krishna hare krishna krishna oh he chants so well huh? so 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 devotees they have i mean we all know we all have a tendency is the way we behave when people are around and the way we behave when we are alone so so you know so, so that the most difficult thing for a husband uh, is to impress the wife when he gives bhagavatam class You know the whole world is oh what a class wife I know what you are talking. You know? 
things I know what you do. <laughs> you know, so when the wife says you give a good class, that's the real thing. You know, so, you know, I give so many classes, and you know, people say Shridham Prabhu, nice class. I'm waiting for Kishori to tell me. <laughs> and then I really feel, it. yeah, some, I've done something good. You know, because so you know, we could impress the world. We could impress the world, but if if you really genuinely impress your partner and your partner will not be impressed by your duplicity because the partner knows you too well right so to have that consistent behavior that's an important word that if we have a consistent behavior when the way we behave outside and that's the exact way we behave inside and we are not just talking in air or passing a lot of gas in our talk you know so that's what will be very important, right? So that will give rise to trust. You know, that's... There's one instruction which I would... Instruction or one suggestion which I would like to give to all those who are unmarried. That especially whenever you meet anybody, you know, for your marriage, one thing you should be very clear that, you know, don't try to show something external which is very, very different than what you are. Because this person is going to stay with you for the rest of your life and he and she will come to know you exactly what you are. So if you have shown something else and then you behave something else, then that marriage doesn't last and there is no trust. So what we are going to discuss now, uh, you know, of course we have been discussing many things, then, but one thing that we want to do really, the main crux of the discussion today is something what is called Swabhav Vigyan or the science of temperament. Uh, or so how we get so so it's very simple nothing very very high flow it's just that you understand what is the nature and something which you were speaking the other day you know but this is more uh, for grihastas uh, for that to understand what is my partner or for that matter what is the person that I'm interacting with what is he really what is she really all about and what am I really? what am I really all about uh, so, Swabhav Vigyan. It's a very, very important science that we are... So, we'll just... Uh, I'm just going to read out this. Hmm? So, you know, just... just not. Uh, this is a real situation. Uh, I'll just read out the whole thing and you'll get an idea of what we want to really talk about. Radha came into marriage from a normal, balanced, low-key family. Members spoke nicely to each other and they had good manners at the table and in public. She met Shamsundar shortly after college and was struck by his powerful command of any situation. When he, when he entered a room, people sat up and took notice as her mother noted and when he, came, when he first came to visit. Because of the calm in her house, Radha was fascinated by the differences in Shamsundar. When she learned that he had lived in a dysfunctional home, she was not concerned. Instead, she remained optimistic about his ability to separate himself from emotional trauma he and his siblings had suffered. He gave her, he gave her new energy, but after a day out with him, she was exhausted. Shamsundar didn't bring her to meet his family until they were engaged. As she learned later, he had threatened them to be on good behavior. They seemed to be an fallible group, although certainly much more noisy than her family. Her expectations of happy marriage made her blind to the turmoil 
surging around his life. It happens like this. Like many times when we get into marriage, we will see each other and we have a particular impression. Now let's see what happens. Once they settle in marriage, as so often happens, Shamsundar's strengths were carried to extremes and soon became weaknesses. His his disagree with his disagree with Shamsundar or because almost anything could start a fight. Peace loving Radha soon wondered what she had married into. Radha later reflected that she should have been more realistic about the impact Shamsundar's family family life had had on him. The years of tension leading to her parents' near divorce had a deep effect on the children. She she now realizes that her harmonious home made her home life made her naive to the results of living in an, a difficult home. She soon found that yelling and screaming were part of her of his everyday life. Curt words and rebellious attitude rarely led to healthy family time, and no matter how hard he tried not to emulate something bad. It was inevitable that he would take on to some of the attributes he had seen demonstrated by his parents. Radha's roji expect. Uh, it was only after learning. Okay, this is. Radha yeah, was cut words and rebellion attitude rarely led to healthy family time, and no matter how hard he tried not to emulate something bad, it was inevitable. That he would take on some of the attributes he had, he had seen demonstrated by his parents. When asked to do something that may not instantly seem accommodating to him, obviously Radha and Shamsundar marriage was rocky from the start, turning out to be far different from Radha's rosy expectations. It was only after learning to understand his personality that Radha eventually learned how to respond to him in a healthy way, allowing the storm to pass so that their marriage could remain on solid grounds. Right. So, so here, what we are talking about is the nature of a person, what she saw, and the beginning of what impressed her turned out to be something different. The strengths, his his command over situation, turned out to be a very very bossy nature. Huh? So, so all of us are coming with our previous conditionings, our upbringings. Our our situation that we are we are living. So once we understand the nature of a person, what he or she is made up of, what is she all about, then it is much more easier to relate with that person. Much more easier to work with that person. Otherwise, you can, you are trying to change that person, and she is trying to change you the way they feel it is most convenient, and it never happens. Because you know, if somebody has been something for 25 years—that is what married life is all about—you know, before marriage, then suddenly, just for the partner, it doesn't happen that you change overnight. Hmm? So that's where we come. We talk about swabhav vigyan. You want to take the first thing? Um, this is actually a very deep science, but we were thinking in brief as much as we can explain to you. So we have uh, this is. Basically, science from India, which is made it's, into it's, some Western. Uh, it's based on Ayurveda. We have kapha, vata, pitta, and sama prakriti. We all know that, right? <coughs> Different prakritis are there, and the Western scholars that took this knowledge, as we told, we, we talk about the U-turn philosophy, U-turn theory, that they take from India, they they mix the Western, they get it back to India. So yes, we are going to use Western terminology. 
just so that it becomes so much easier for us to understand. But it, it's talking about four personalities or temperaments that is based on Kapha, Vata, Pitta and Sama. What's the, what's the last one? Sama, Sama. Sama is balanced. So we are understanding this basically to, we are learning this basically to understand and respect others. So there are four basic temperaments. Sanguine, choleric, melancholy and phlegmatic. Which are the four? Sanguine. Sanguine. Choleric, melancholy, and phlegmatic. So, for our purpose, I will say PS, PC, PM, and PF. Okay? PS is personality sanguine. Personality. No, popular, popular sanguine. Yeah, popular sanguine. Okay. Let's take it through. You want this visible video? Whatever you want. Yeah, so we will, uh, so what we'll do is we'll discuss each personality briefly and you will see yourself fitting somewhere. You will see people whom you know fitting somewhere. And uh, this, this will be a very, very uh, learning exercise. Uh, and, and then we will discuss... talk about the strength and weakness of each personality. Because see, I mean, what ultimately... The, the, the bottom line is to serve Krishna, right? But Griyastashram has lot of, you know, social component, interaction component, which, which is involved. There's a lot of interactive uh, situations in Griyastashram, unlike the other ashrams. And that's why, because there's so much of interaction, we need to know with whom you are interacting, who she is, who he is. And not only in married life, right now, before we talk about married life, yeah. but it will be equally if applicable... Uh, what your boss is like all about, you know, if you're feeling a boss is a nut, you're having a tough time with him, uh, you know, you just know what is he and you know exactly how to deal with him. Or if you know that, you know, uh, your, maybe your parents, your, your, parents your children in future. So it's a very nice, so Bhavigyan is a wonderful science which will be useful to you. So we, let's talk about uh, what we call the popular sanguine. PS. It's called the PS. Now, how do you know a sanguine? Okay, how do you know that this chap or this Chappy? What is it? <laughs> <laughs> Chapstick? Whatever. <laughs> Chappies. Chappies. So how, how do you know that which personality are we? So is that the basic desire of that person will be fun. You know, after Gujarati Maka, maja bhi gai. You know, whatever you do, and many Gujarati Sarah, I have maja bhi gai. And they go to a crematorium. <laughs> As if, you know, you burned a body, this guy has died. But, what is, but you know, the basic nature, please understand, and it is such a science, it's such a science, the basic nature of these people is they see everything as fun. I, I remember, makes sense, makes sense. For I remember he telling my father-in-law, you know, Papa, our house is the best house. You know why? Because the criminal is so close. And he's telling this to his father. No, no, I, I said, you know, many times you buy a house, you say the post office is close by, the railway station is close by. Because this makes a good house, right? So if you, you have a hospital close by, close by, school, by. Is close by. school, then, you know, the shops that you need. So this all makes the house close. I said, Papa, our house is so nice. We also have a crematorium next by. So, you know, t tomorrow if I need to carry you, it will be so easy. 
you know, of course, that's my that's my nature. So, of course, this <laughs> he's he's a PS. <laughs> he is, unfortunately, I'm just this. So, not because of that I've taken first. It just came first, by the way. <laughs> so, the basic desire. You know, please, I, I, all of you, go deep and see how it will makes a lot of sense to you. The, the basic desire of these people is fun. I'm sure many of you are able to connect to some people like this. Let's go further. What uh, you know, they are emotionally demonstrative. They are warm. So there will be a lot of adjectives coming here, okay? And if you are if you are just busy writing, you might lose. You might get all these notes from me, please. You will get every single thing. You will all be emailed to you. But it's important that you just grab these adjectives. You understand? A lively. Okay, this I'm talking about the popular. Sangin. Yes. We are talking yes. about PS. The PS category. Outgoing, optimistic, animated. They love people around. Appealing personality. Talkative. Storyteller, forgetful nature, love life of party, hold on to the listener, good at stage, innocent, curious, volunteers, creative and colorful, inspires and charms all, makes friends easily, compassionate, ability to live in present. These are the people who are based. So here, what do you see? These the people who are who are. Very positive qualities. What are the qualities that we talked about? Fun-loving, demonstrative. They become they become the life of a party. If there's a there's a gathering, they'll always be the people who are just. They want to be the center. They want to be, or they will be become. They're just so naturally just the center. So are you are you all with me? Is is you all there? So the two big faults of these people, okay, is restlessness. And weak willed, their will is very weak. Now let's talk about the problems that these guys have, these people have. P.S. They talk too much. Hmm? Solution is talk half as much before. No, you talk about problems. Okay, problems only. Fine, let's talk about problems. Talk too much. They are self-centered. They have uncultivated memories. They will not remember anything. They will forget. frequently <coughs> interrupts and answers for others the ps would interrupt and answer for others you see in the school also there are some children you know they want to they don't allow others to speak then ps is disorganized and immature are you are getting this personality so now you know now you know you see for example if your husband or your wife usually the husbands are like this because if if forgetful okay he you tell him 10 times I said, why don't you do this work? And he forgets. Okay. Now you know it could be because of his is is a stupid fellow. <laughs> That was one reason. <laughs> but if 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 you know he's not a stupid fellow, he's a smart guy, but still he forgets. If he is, if you know that he is in this PS category, this guy is that's a swabhav. You understand? He, he he has to work on it. Not that we just accept it, but. if we all know as wives or husbands we understand that this person fits in this category now one more thing was said that not everybody will fit 100% in one category there will be a mix also so don't just feel surprised that okay i didn't you know i don't fit exactly here it could be a mix of two personalities so so the wonderful thing is once you know how many times husband and wife fight because you're told one thing and it doesn't happen You know, even for five years, 
10 years it took me 20 years to put my towel for drying <laughs> after 20 years of married life you know i am i remember to put my towel for drying because while so she said what do you do when you wearing a pants where is your brains because my brains is somewhere else you know i am just thinking of something and just walk out because so many things to do i mean no it is not not that it is intentional but if we simply understand now one thing is you just fight it out and you say say what the hell you are doing i mean you can have a big fight over it and one fight can lead to other fights other fights can lead to other fights and it can be a big issue which you come to a mentor and you go to root of the problem it is that towel <laughs> <laughs> right it is that towel which is the but if beside if, if you just have an alternative and you understand that this is a personality we help him to work on this personality then you will not be you will not be upset because you know that this is what he or she is meant to be because this is the, what the swabhav is right so the solution is usually for a <laughs> so place. i just tell you we'll not read all we'll just say for example if if we know that ps talk too much just the way i'm doing right now <laughs> right so what is the solution to this for a ps personally if that talk half as as much before talk less if you know this is your nature don't talk too much watch for signs of boredom you know you are happy talking you know you are just feeling that you are central but you see people are you know, so see what is the signs of boredom you see you be sensitive that you are not because as ps would be just happy talking but are people really with you then second is <laughs> condense your comments and stop exaggerating <laughs> so now uh, what's that their memories yeah ps have uncultivated memories it is part of their personality so was a right. pay attention <laughs> to names okay many times you know my my father who also was sort of in the category you know he would call uh, uh, vishaka i don't know uh, uh, she will forget her name i mean you know, some is this mix up the names and sometimes you can say they well you feel very offended <coughs> but it's just that they are very forgetful people they just forget names so you have to pay attention to names right. write things down don't forget the don't forget the kids i mean you know, don't forget <laughs> 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 don't, don't forget the wife <laughs> <laughs> he forgot once <laughs> yeah i mean i was just you know i was just newly married and uh, <laughs> <laughs> you can imagine what i am newly married and then i left and I, after program i so went, we went for a program of radhanath <laughs> and in the night he left and i'm still waiting for him at the program and then i called him up no then i actually i also took somebody some other vehicle and i reached and then i asked him you know i said you forgot me what were you doing before marriage you used to come for the program you used to go back on your home. <laughs> my god <laughs> ट or other people understand this is his personality then you must understand so the must to remember for ps for those who are ps here is learn self control 
and become organized. Learn self-control and become organized. Now we'll go to the next category, which is the PC or the powerful choleric. Okay. Uh, How do you know choleric? The basic desire, as in sanguine, it was fun. Where the basic desire is to control. And if PS is a talker, it is PC who is an achiever. If you want to give any task, if you know that something has to be done, you know, a PS can make a publicity about it, but actually who will do it is a PC who will get things done. And the golden rule is to get along with PCs, do it my way now. A PC will always learn that you know, I want to achieve this, so whatever, whoever needs to cooperate with me, they should cooperate with me, not that I cooperate with them. PC is optimistic with good planning, but they are excellent planner. Uh, they exactly know where is the goal, how to reach the goal, they have a vision, good planning, how to make people work under them. It's a goal oriented and action or oriented. So the qualities are, they are born leaders, they are, they are strong willed and decisive. Compulsive. They are goal, goal oriented, they organize well, they know the art of delegation, they thrive on opposition, has little <laughs> need for friends, they are usually right always. Yeah, ex usually ex right. They excel in emergencies and optimistic. Okay, so now please understand, so these are the qualities, you all with me in the, all the this is all making sense to you. So you know, so here you, you find a person, I mean in my case, my wife, for example, honestly, she's a PC, she's a choleric, okay? So I talk and she does the work. <laughs> but just imagine, you know, the many times I see that, you know, she gets the task done. Now, if I, if I as a husband, say, well, and why are you doing it, you know? And you feel offended that this, but you, she's naturally, the moment she's giving a task, she can do it perfectly. She's a great organizer. So for all my counseling, mentee meetings, all the, because see, I give appointments to meet people, Five people at the same time. I said, we'll meet at five o'clock, we'll meet at five o'clock. <laughs> you know, forget. I forget because I, I'm just so excited to meet person, somebody. <laughs> you, are, you, are you getting my, you know, is, I'm so happy to meet him and I'm just with him at that time. I said, probably I want to meet you. Yes, let's meet tomorrow five o'clock. Great. And then after some time I met somebody else, I've forgotten that I meet him. But, so I, henceforth all my appointments, I give it to her. I said, you meet my wife when we can meet, you know. She knows. So now you may say that is this is sort of, it hurts your ego, the male ego. Why should I tell my wife? But I've realized that I'm poor at it. I'm poor at managing appointments because I'm forgetful. So naturally the best thing for me is I have a partner who is excellent in, in organizing things. Excellent thing. So you just do that. Now, one way you can see it is a negative way. Man, I don't want to be dependent on her. I'll do everything. And then you get into a mess. The other thing of seeing the positive is that you complement each other. There's something which you don't do as, as a husband, which a wife can do better. And that's what we call team spirit. That's what we call Griyastha Ashram, working together. Once you know each other's positive and negative qualities. So PC never accepts that he is at mistake. Mr. No fault. If PC really understand that his nature is abrasive, he can change. So PC is a compulsive worker. Workaholic. Workaholic. They need to constantly work. They need to have constant achievements. Like I can tell you one of my examples is I can take, never take buses. 
because on the railway it is written that in five minutes the train will come, but in the bus there is no time written. So I am like, I ha- I'm, this, I'm this like, is in India, okay? I'm not sure. I think here also I'm sure it is written that what time the bus will come. In five yes. Yeah. In India it is not written, so because I can't waste my time, I'm constantly working. If I have finished one program, then my mind is working on something else. This this is something I have learned in two years back, but otherwise. My personality is like that. Something or other I have to keep on doing. Even with like for my daughter. Okay, if she has finished this much learning. My plan is in next one year. She should learn swimming. She should know this. She should do this. You know, there is a planning. It can be very helpful. But at the same time, if I don't understand, I don't give other people their space, then I can be very dominating and crushing. Abrasive. You can really crush somebody. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they are like, you know, big, what do you call, bulldozers. <laughs> they come, and they're just... You know, they want to get the work done, you know, they want to flatten the land and everything that comes in between, it's just, I'm sure you've seen somebody like that, right? Yes. We have one. You have one? We're all thinking about his name. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's being recorded, so we can't say it. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise you'll knock us out. <laughs> I can guess whom we're talking about. <laughs> yeah. So, so, so you, can, you can imagine, so if you know, please understand, if you know this person is that nature, then you will not feel offended that he is doing or she is doing things that way because that's what inspires them to do things. Once they get a task, they just stay on inside. We, we know in our Brahmachari Ashram also, you know, there are PAs, PC, and you will know that PC people, when it, the work is given, they will do it. I can give you examples. Mm. He is a... Powerful. Narendra Modi is a 98% PC. We have analyzed him. 98% choleric. He is, we all know his personality. He just gets head on. He is abrasive. People get burnt. Since he has come to office in India, all these big, big officers, IS officers are working from 7 in the morning till 9 in the night. Because there's no time for them. They're just, he's a taskmaster. Right? So if that's his personality. And that's what he is. Yeah, but they don't know how to handle people, mm-hmm. and sometimes they are unpopular. So what they must do is develop humility and become more sensitive. So then there is a third personality. So we did PS, PC, and third now is now we talk about uh, PM. Perfect melancholy. Okay, this is how to know melancholy. The basic desire first PS was the basic desire. Fun. 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 Right. Second was what? Control. 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 You know, they want control. The, the third is perfect melancholy. They are talking about their basic desire is perfection. They are perfectionist. Okay. So if it is worth doing, it is worth doing right. That is their personality. Let's. So from. Okay. They are basically very analytical, self-sacrificing, talented, perfectionist type. With very sensitive and emotional nature. Because they are perfectionists, they are extremely sensitive also. And no one gets more enjoyment from the fire arts. Fine arts. Fine arts and the melancholy. They are very deep thinkers. And they think. Before doing anything, they think ten times. Deep, thoughtful, analytical, serious and purposeful, genius, talented, like lists, charts, graphs, figures, detail you don't conscious. You know who I'm talking about. Anyway. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> detail conscious, orderly and organized, 
perfectionist life motto is if it's worth doing it's worth doing right economical deep concern so pm is uh, he has high highs and low lows sometimes they are into great mood so they easily get what is the problem they easily get depressed so you understand these people you know these people their the whole life is centered around perfection huh so if you see the interesting qualities that these people have is they are deep analytical they will spend lot of time in doing their task see choleric will get it done <coughs> they they get it done some or the other these people might spend some time thinking you know you will suppose you you tell somebody you know suppose your partner is a uh, this category you tell him something he say let me think you know and let me and then he makes a whole plan he makes a excel sheet huh and then he says what is our house bill uh, they'll make it uh, you know the, the rent is so much so they talk about figures numbers and you know and a sanguine for example he said come on let's enjoy why we want to make all these excel sheets and everything so wife is ps that's why the hell we want to just enjoy life just the water money would let's spend but this person will be very very much talking about excel sheets systems organization details minute details you are getting the personality difference here right so here we talking about a person who is who is uh, <coughs> melancholy they get easily depressed because when things don't happen then because they are perfectionist so if things don't happen their way you know other people are not helping together then they become depressed one of the problems of pm this this, this category is they procrastinate so don't the solution is don't spend so much time planning start action because they will plan plan and plan and it might be very difficult for people who are of the choleric type you know, to really uh, you know accept that so much plan let's get doing so sometimes you know they plan plan so that they they would get into action sometimes they also have unrealistic demands from others because they are perfectionists you know they want like everything doesn't need perfection if you are making something if you have made a cake now you make you make a square cake round cake or triangle cake you are supposed to eat it so the shape doesn't matter <laughs> but for them the shape is they will spend so much time in decorating that they will forget what is the actual taste or it it is important to serve it nicely or it's supposed to eat and important to serve it on time for example they will spend you know you are hungry so no wait it has to be like this i mean the important thing is <laughs> but the plate has to look like this it has to have a green color sabji red color sabji and they're talking about colors i i uh, we go to ukraine every year and we we go to house of one lady i mean one of the uh, disciples of gopal krishna maharaj very very amazing cook you know and you know we we go to so many houses and we say oh, prabhu ji we were cooking since 2 hours we are cooking since 3 hours for you i said that's that's normal right people <coughs> this lady if we are going just two of us there's no sanyasi or something but just two of us going she's cooking the previous day since morning i said what previous this morning because she will select the right cutlery which is matching okay it starts from there and she will chop every single vegetable the perfect size <laughs> I mean, this they are perfect, and you cannot, you know, they will not take any assistance from anybody because they have to do it that way. Yeah. You know, they want to do it, they do that way. So they will cut, and literally, and when you eat that plate, I say, Mother, how can I eat here? <laughs> I mean, it is just so good. It's just looking so nice. How do I destroy this by eating? You know, it's so amazing. Everything perfect. 
and she has not slept the previous night also. Slept previous because night. she's planning, you know, how many times the vegetables are washed and then only this much minute it will be boiled and then cooked and it will be served only on a plate which has green background with slight yellow color here. She is And you see the uh, kitchen, there's there's the right amount of spoons at once. She knows exactly where things will remove it. Here's a spoon. Oh, I said this is so Her nice. kitchen is perfect. But what happens now? She has grandchildren. So when her son and daughter-in-law or the daughter and son-in-law they come with the children, she becomes very upset. So she shifted to Brindavan now, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't want to help anybody. She said, "I can't take it. This it's actually literally these people they get so nervous with disorganization where grandchildren will take things and throw things and she says, I can't handle this. She actually shifted and bought a house in Brindavan and she's staying in Brindavan for the last three years." Right? So that's how deeply it's ingrained. So for people, if you know that this is his personality, it will take time for him to really become a little less finicky about details. But till that time, you have to accept that person. That's the, there's a gift of God to him that he has given this nature of baby's previous karma. How can you just ignore it? For him or her, it is difficult to be anything but that. Right? So that's the whole idea to understand the person's nature and so that we understand why he is what he is doing. So for PM, what is must is develop positive attitude and become cheerful and grateful. Because many times they are so busy and anxious <laughs> that they forget to smile. And when they are not smiling, people around them also cannot smile. And they are not grateful. Can you imagine a thinker wife and a PS husband? <coughs> Suppose you, you are a sanguine married to a... Uh, you know, melancholy person. It happens. Mm. You know, a wife is a thinker. She thinks organized. And Sanguine is a party fellow. You know, he just says, let's enjoy. And they said, no, but when, I, you know, what time are we leaving? I said, we'll leave between 5 and 7. No, 5.15 or 5.20. <laughs> I said, he can't work that way. He said, I can't work this way. <laughs> so you have to understand. Are you, are you getting the point here? So we'll talk about uh, couples also now. With two, what, what the ten categories. What is peaceful flagmatic? Yeah. <laughs> no, we'll talk about the couples also. <laughs> so, peaceful phlegmatic. How do you know a phlegmatic? The basic desire is peace. Shanti. Some people say, the main thing is, everything is okay, don't fight. Let there be peace. And if there's a big problem, I said, don't worry about things. Let there be peace. You find people like this, they are just <coughs> peace-loving, relaxed, be happy. But how can we be happy? Things are not happening. A collective will say, nothing is happening. Be peaceful, it's happening. <laughs> you know, you know, so if, if a choleric is working with a, with a phleg, with this uh, phlegmatic personality, the choleric is a goal-getter. So things are not working and you take advice. What do I do here? It's not happening. Relax. Yeah. How can I relax? <laughs> So, so let's see the, uh, the the basic desire is peace. Uh, peaceful phlegmatic can become a, a buffer for others. He is a great leveler for others. PP is very very easy to get along with. They are closest to become a balanced person. Uh, they do not take part in extreme situations. They are learned leaders and they are never pushy. PP is always, when I say PP is peaceful, phlegmatic, yeah? PP is always peaceful, less angry, logical, never impulsive, reliable, loyal and patient. Even though they are very, even though they are not very disciplinary, they become very good parents. 
they can become good arbitrators, good mediators. Because they are just peace loving, you know, people, they said, they can be good arbitrators. That's the nature. Uh, their humility and gentleness attracts everybody. Easy going, calm, cool and collected, patient, well balanced, pessimistic nature makes them realistic, has administrative abilities, mediates problems, is a good listener. This is in brief the personality of a peaceful phlegmatic. PP has low has low key strengths, low key weaknesses. PP always hides his good and bad. Yeah. So so PP's greatest strength is lack of all other temperaments. I tell you an example. We have a friend, devotee couple. You know, she the wife is phlegmatic, and the husband is a combination of PC and uh, PS. So use the word. Yeah, they are not used to it. Sanguine and choleric. Hmm. So they had gone an outing to Singapore. And they had a flight to catch at around 8 o'clock. And the wife was shopping peacefully till 6 o'clock. And he was like, let's go, we will miss the flight. And they reached the airport. And they said, boarding is closed. And this person, was husband was really upset. Four of them, new tickets. We have missed the flight. He was very upset. He tried to do something. He became angry with the wife. She was peaceful. <laughs> and then they were sitting at one place. Then he, he himself was explaining. He said after five minutes she got up. She went to the uh, you know, counter. Saying, I don't know what did she speak. They said okay, we give you tomorrow morning's flight ticket. And uh, tonight accommodation in a five star hotel. So she came back. And you know the whole night they stayed peacefully. Next day morning. They came in a new flight without paying a single rupee. So this is the difference between phlegmatic and other personal. So they are good mediators. She could mediate, she could arbitrate, she could uh, bargain with these people. If, if we are, I mean people who are not this, they, they can get angry. Oh, why can't I go? You know, you know please give us, if we are just five minutes late and or we could be angry. But you know, when you are angry, you can't really mediate. But these people will be peaceful and, and she got the work done. And that's the point. So these are the four personalities. So their problem is... So the problem with phlegmatic, they never get excited. They're always quiet. So sometimes in married life, <laughs> if they're very peaceful, it may become very... <laughs> difficult for the other partner. It's if you give some exciting, <laughs> <laughs> you know, if, if for example, you know, if you have something exciting news, you know, you just, the wife comes. Oh, we had a great time today. You know, she's a PS type of category. You know, she, we had a great time. Mm, very nice. <laughs> <laughs> That's his nature. You know, I said you. I spoke for fifteen full minutes of what fun we had, and all I hear is. Mm. <laughs> now you know so if you understand that this person actually appreciate he heard what you said but that's the way he's just peaceful and nothing excites him you know he's just he's just summer uh, sarveshu bhuteshu he's equipoised in all situations I, I, I know one of the leader of our hospital who is running it he is this type of personality and at one time you know we had this uh, Shiv Sena people I mean you know there's, there was a there was a agitation in front of the hospital there was just going to be a literally a riot and I was I was the I was working as a marketing manager and I was at the gate 
and I saw these people we had closed the gate and they were just trying to come in almost hundred of them and they were trying to just it was a serious situation of Bhaktivedan hospital we wanted to protect they may you know break the glasses maybe attack Prabhupada God knows what so I went running to her I said Madhuanand Prabhu these guys are at okay <laughs> I said, you know what's happening? But deep within, he was—he's a very deep person. He had already called the police. He had already called the the member of parliament. He had already called the local MLA. He had done everything, but he didn't get excited. Oh, oh, oh let's do something. He's peaceful, and you know, and matter of time, everything was sorted out. Of course, many things happened up there, but. The point is, I got excited because I'm a PS, you know, I mean, I just, ooh, let's talk about it, let's do something about it. We should do, everybody should be excited like we I'm excited. And I was telling everybody to, and this was, I went, and I actually, for, for the first few minutes, I thought, this guy is not understanding what, what's happening outside. But he knew exactly. So sometimes, but it, sometimes it may be wrong. So sometimes it's good to be excited, just, this could be a problem. So then we be excited. Uh, so that people can appreciate your peaceful nature I and mean, they can always discern your peaceful nature. So the most important uh, must for PC, PM and PF is they should become courageous and sometimes take action. <coughs> so let us see now different combinations. Can I ask you a question before we continue? Yes. Um, so you're explaining it from the Western terminology. So, am I right in saying that PS refers to someone who's got Pitta nature and is very like a no, Shakti PS nature? is not Pitta. PM is Pitta. PM is Pitta. Because they're anxious. Anxious. Too much anxiety. And so, PS is then Kapha? What? PS is Vata. What? PS is Vata. They're always excited. Want to do things. They so want to move. They're moving. The Vata means air, no? Mm. So, they're always like airy. They want to go around. Mm. And so... So PC is, is kapha. And Sama is phlegmatic. You will see in the disease, anybody is a doctor, you will see when a patient comes off with <coughs> hyperacidity or, mm. you know, they are usually PM. Yeah. And that's, and can you say... And kapha will usually end up with, because they take a lot of stress, you know, decularic, so they always want to do things on the right, achieve <laughs> things. So all the problems are usually PC. You know, type A personality in the medical language they say. They always want to achieve, they always stressful, want to get the blood pressure will be high because you are always want to do things. And that's because they've got excess vata or no, pitta? No, kapha. Kapha. Mm -hmm. Kapha also, no? Kapha will, it may be with pitta also. I thought kapha is where it makes the person very slow and does things steadily, whereas water is where they think a lot, like Brahmas. No, no. Right? Vata is not always Brahman. That is, actually, if you go into that Brahmana, Kshatriya, it is a lot of combination. But here, and usually all of us, no, it's not that you are 100% sanguine. You will always be a combination. Either PSPF, PSPF will be very rare, PSPM, something like that, some combination, if you, we can give you some Charge, there's a test where you answer these 42 questions and you will understand what percentage of what you are. I think we'll take questions. So, no, that is original. <laughs> 
So we'll just uh, take uh, there's just ten minutes of discussion, then we can open up to question answers. Okay, <coughs> we, we are fine on time. So we will just uh, take up now. How do how do we get along with the sanguine with the PS? How does one get along with the sanguine? That's important. You know, so suppose you have to get along either with your boss <coughs> or with or, your or with your with your boss at home, which is your partner, your wife, <laughs> whoever. So how do we get along with the with the PS? Is is the question here? So. So first thing is appreciate their sense of fun. That's first thing, right? So first thing, don't expect to remember appointments and be on time. They will not be on time or they will not remember appointments. If you want to get along with them, don't expect that. Number one, number two, praise them for everything that they accomplish. <laughs> they love to be praised, you know. So if if so, just imagine this: if if you know your partner is of peace category. <laughs> He said, I, I, you know, I just got a bottle of water. Oh, very nice. Oh, you've been very nice. <laughs> now, you know, for some of you, they say, oh, you've got a water, what's so great? But believe me, you know, it is so much of, it means so much for them to be appreciated. It's just their nature, their need. Number two, remember, they are controlled by their circumstances. Their emotions go up and down according to whatever is happening around. Bring them gifts and presents. Accept them, accept that they make fun of what would make would be embarrassing for others mm -hmm. and know that they do not mean bad or to harm anyone yeah so so that's in brief i mean the, to deal with uh you say so you understand this so appreciate them understand their weaknesses which is on time you know and uh you know next how to get along with the choleric Recognize that they are born leaders. They don't mean to force their own way. They just quickly see what is the logical answer to the situation and assume that actually when they say something is right, it's usually right. They have a very strong intuition power. So when you understand this and remain firm, then a colleague respects you. Insist on a two-way communication with choleric. Kolarika people, if you are firm and you tell them to do something, they will appreciate your uh, needs. And then they refuse a two-way communication. You have to communicate that to them. Not just you, only you communicate. Hear him, thank him for the messages. No, they don't mean to hurt. Kolarika also, sometimes they just don't understand. They don't understand, but just they are so much goal-oriented that they don't realize that they are actually hurting people. But they it's not that purposely they want to hurt somebody. And they are only thinking of the goal. So if you understand that, see when you know somebody is purposely hurting you or behaving in such a way that it puts you down, then it is very painful. But you know that somebody is goal oriented and it is happening like this, then you don't feel it. So how do you deal with the melancholy? Just quickly we go through. Know that they are very sensitive and get hurt easily. They are very sensitive people. Melancholy people. As we said, they are very, very emotional uh, people. Watch your words and volume. If you see a melancholy, dejected, sincerely apologize and explain that you have a tendency to speak too, too quickly and without thinking. 
you know, if they will get dejected quite fast. So we have to understand that. Realize they are programmed with a pessimistic attitude. This trail is positive to see in the see in the future the problems which other temperament people can see, cannot but see. cannot see. But when stretched to extreme, they never seem to have a happy moment. They are very very pessimistic always. Uh, what if you know we are, we are doing all this collection or we are making all the big house? But tomorrow, if we die, what happens? No, a simple thing. For a wife, if, if a wife is a PM, if a wife is a PM and husband comes late, she will never think something good. Oh, accident might have happened, or something wrong may have happened, or for the children. And if you don't phone for them, unless and until you phone them and you tell that you are safe, which is their nature, which they will always do, they will feel very offended, and that may cause a lot of fight. For you, may think, oh, I will just reach home. I am one hour late. For the for PM wife, it is so because she will only think negative. She will not think positive, and she will feel depressed. That uh, learn to deal with their depression. <clears throat> you know, now for example, I have one of my closest friends. Uh, uh, you know, he's 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 this category PM category, and you know, as I said, I'm most more of a fun-loving person. So when he says, Prabhu, I don't want to meet you now. I know I'm 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 in some depression. So for me, in my dictionary, there's no word like depression. I said, depression for what? You know, so I can't really understand why people should get depressed in life. But I have to learn to understand that that person has that nature of going into some depression because he's a thinker. You know, if I can't, if I don't have that issue, I can't expect him to behave the way I I behave because I, by God's grace. No, not always. I mean, there's never been a time I was depressed. That's my nature, right? So we have to understand that we have to get used to their depressing nature. They, they might be not depressing; they are depressed. Not de <laughs> there's a difference, a difference in that. So if you want to deal with them, instead of try to make things funny around them, you'd go on their level and tell them that you understand what they are feeling. And as soon as they understand what you are feeling, they they understood that oh you have understood them, they will immediately come out of the depression. Mm -hmm. They will start uh, yelling with you. <coughs> so how to the last how to deal with the phlegmatic? Force them to make decisions. As as though they are capable of taking decisions, yet they take path of least resistance by letting others choose which way to go and what to do. They do not want controversy. You know, they can't decide. So you have, to, you have to help them to decide. Don't heap all the blame on them. As they are quiet and peaceful, they become targets of bolder temperament to throw their guilt upon pragmatic. Encourage them to accept responsibilities because they have uh, leadership qualities. So, in general, this, you know, we, this is actually a whole three-day seminar that we do, and you know, there are a lot of discussions. But this, we thought, was, was one of the important things. The point that we wanted to drive from this discussion is there's a need uh, beyond, uh, you know, just Krishna consciousness compatibility, which obviously we should see uh, that you know we are all nice devotees and chanting. But in the Griyastha Ashram. Uh, there is also a need to understand the person's personality, which in one sense, you can say it is not devotional, but in the other sense, it is 
his nature it is god's gift to him but based on his karma he's got this nature so if you understand the personality with this and we would be happy to share all this uh, notes with you it is just a concise notes that we we are prepared so that you all can go deep into yourself there's a whole exercise which which exactly points out very accurately if you just do the exercise it's like 20 minutes it exactly points out that you are 87% pc 23% this you is a very beautiful exercise so you actually understand hmm, your swabhav a swabhav means what is your own nature swabhav is like how we say swatantra swa swa means your own nature you know and that swabhav is will not go in spite of everything that you try because that's your innate nature so in husband and wife we have seen over the years that we have been helping couples you know, <coughs> what is the main thing is that they are not able to understand each other they are not able to understand the needs of the other person they are not able to appreciate why the other person does the way they do you know and then there are conflicts you know for example a simple thing you know uh, i mean you know the day we got married in the night you know my wife came home and uh, you know it, it was i mean i was as i said you know i'm more of a fun person so it was like marriage was fun for me <laughs> and she came in the night and she said oh because she lost her father at a very young age i mean you know she uh, she was just uh, maybe 19 or something she lost her in a very sudden way okay <coughs> so she said she told we were just together in the night she said prabhu ji i'm remembering my father okay so my view of reaction would be how oh, i understand you know i mean i should naturally empathize so i just re- replied why you don't have me now <laughs> but i thought it was very simple that your father is gone <laughs> I mean, for me honestly for me because i was not trained in this science i just stood believe me when she comes ask it was it was she felt i was so rude to her to this day she tells me <laughs> after 20 years of marriage huh? and i said you know and for me it was very natural what i understand is propa said in the woman's life <laughs> in a woman's life you have your father in the childhood then a husband when we get married and a son so the father is gone so i am there now what you 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 understand where i come from You know, but it was sounding so yeah kishori i'm sharing the first night you told me that i'm missing my father and uh, what i replied so i was uh, saying that uh, you know i didn't realize i was more of of a person you know so so you know if i knew this science if i knew <laughs> you're right and what you felt and to this day you are you are not forgiven me for that <laughs> so i just uh, very naturally we would have spurred a moment because You know, I was like Mr. Fix for us. You have me now. Don't worry. <laughs> But your father is a father, and now I understand because I lost my father. You know, now and I have I, a daughter, and I have a daughter now. <laughs> yeah, I have a daughter now. What will she feel without me? You know, so I, I we are able to understand that that whole science of of relationships, which if we understand, I tell you, sometimes husbands and wives they are so mean and they are so cruel. and they wonder i am not mean i am nice but for the other person uh, what is it uh, perception is reality <coughs> okay please understand you may not be that way but what you have perceived is the reality for the person and if the other person sees you as a cruel ununderstanding you know person then you are that 
and but why you are like that because you you are not able to so the grace ashram is all about what to think not what you think but think what your partner would think the way you think you understand this statement no i'm sorry <laughs> one more time one more time <laughs> <laughs> grace ashram is not about the way you think because most time you think the way you think but to think the way your partner would want you to think maybe putting yourself in the other person's shoes in simple words yeah so how many times do we do that we don't do that whether simply thinking of what makes me feel good you know i feel good with this and this is so caught up with my nature this is my nature this is what i feel happy about but how many times do we put the partner in the, and that's the problem we have seen 20 years of our our help helping grihasthas again and again and again is simply uh, you know uh, in expectations mismatch and especially i feel for the husbands to understand one thing that your wife is giving up the house her parents and she has been brought up in a different way and now she is coming into your house <coughs> and you know it is completely new thing for her like i remember when he we changed the house last year and when he came into the new house he was selling for one month well i'm feeling so different you know new locality new house new people anything you go down i said this has happened for me second time you are feeling it now but for us you know when a wife gets married it is everything is changed the bathroom where you are taking bath the type of food you are eating the type of people around you everything changes so if the husbands become more sensitive just sensitive just understanding then you have won the battle because women they thrive on emotions and relationships their psychology is that her emotions are very very important for her and her relationships are very very important for her so if you understand her emotions if then you have entered her heart and if you understand for her her relationships are equally important <coughs> that is very important usually men what they do is when the wife says some problem mr fix i have the solution she doesn't want sometimes a solution she just wants that you listen you listen to her that's why a simple advice to all the grihasthas even after you have one baby two babies or even if you become old that before you go to sleep spend half an hour with each other and just talk what did you do the whole day what are your needs just sharing things with each other because that's very important then you satisfy both the both the parties yesterday we were counseling some couple and the wife has a small baby she is in a new country all the time you know since the time of her marriage she has been already she got married in one country after two months she was in the third country after six months fourth country one year seventh country she conceived in one country delivered in another country and now then went for, after delivery for two months for recuperation in fourth country and now she is raising the baby in fifth country just moving and she was feeling that because her husband's job is like that high profile job and husband is here now and the bosses are british bosses who are sometimes very you know racism is very common and they behave in a very different way with the people so when he came home from a job you know because sometimes he was insulted in front of people so he was even very high profile job but still when he was not dealt properly in the office 
he would come back home with the same mood and wife was so upset because the whole day she has been dealing with the small child alone at home in a new country without the help of a maid the weather is changing she can't go out to buy things even if she needs a medicine she doesn't know whom to phone imagine this combination if they don't understand each other what will happen and these are the practical realities of life we know that we have to chant together we have to serve together but all this will also happen so if you have good understanding good uh, bonding then you are able to take all the difficult things and the trust we began with trust if you have trust so this exercise is uh, making sense yes yes or no yes, yes. yes. so so if if it if it uh, if it taken and believe me it is it is based on Uh, Vedic knowledge. This is so. How we get based on pure Vedic understanding of personality. So yeah. So any questions at uh, this point in time? Anything that you wanted to ask? Yes, my friend. Um, <coughs> does it make more sense that you should be with someone so you could be more empathetic to what that person is going through? So if a person is PC, then they should. Would it be easier if they were with someone who's PC, both sort of interested in having fun? Would that work? we had another actually we can take this for one full day there are different combinations mm-hmm. so if you are a pc then you should know that you will get along with somebody who is ps also and then what you need to do and what that other person needs to do you have to understand mm-hmm. it's every time it's not just you will find out on the first one day that she is pc or sometimes you are already married and then you know so it is a matter of adjustment see but, uh, personally speaking you what what you should see is uh you know krishna consciousness if i'm seeing you're talking about you're not married yet right no, no. so if to- if uh, if you're looking at krishna consciousness and this whole idea is to understand <coughs> the personality and adjust around that rather than making that as a criteria for selection mm-hmm. you know it's we are not telling that use this that you know in the, in the marriage form you just write now pcpm which which are you are mm-hmm. i'm not we is not that but is just that you understand the the personality you know because more most important is of course when, when it comes to selecting a partner mm-hmm. is to see the krishna conscious compatibility <coughs> the family compatibility everything else which is which is there like we read out that first thing radha and shyam sundar mm-hmm. because she was more pf type she got attracted to somebody who is pc because you always get at the positive and negative attracts each other mm-hmm. sometimes positive and positive will repel each other two pc coming together if both are on task oh, it will be terrible goal oriented <laughs> it may become very difficult can imagine if two pcs are at home and they all want to be the both the bulldozers <laughs> you know so please no, really and if two ps are home everybody is fun loving you know everybody for no the, no work will happen nothing will happen there is talk oh let's do a nobody do any work so you know <laughs> so we, we must and, and if we do are in the situation mm-hmm. which for those who are married you may find P, two ps is staying together then i'm not saying it is it is it is the finish for you you know it says you learn your weaknesses and work upon them the whole idea is to be aware what you are and not to stay with it the, the there are strengths you strengthen them more and there is there are some weaknesses you do your swot analysis and there are some weaknesses which you have mm-hmm. it's not that you work upon them yes you, know, you have to take deliberate effort to make sure that you overcome those weaknesses and each of these personalities have their own weaknesses as we described right so then there's a need to work upon them so that's what husband wife relation is all about to work uh, first of all to appreciate to learn what is my strength what is my weakness 
I have told her very clearly, this is my weakness. I can't remember dates. Mm -hmm. You know, so it's my weakness. I've, I've been honest enough to, so we have to work upon it at the same time. You know, I, I can't always have her. Right? So the point I is... I tell him I'm your memory pad. <laughs> Anything which you don't remember, I have to yeah, remember. Yeah. So, so that's unfortunate as of now. But but hopefully I'll... Uh, you're getting the point? So the, I, it's wrong to, to think that let's make this as a criteria for selection. There are other important criteria which are there, which which secret ashram which you have the the facility which you have uh, here would provide, and this can be used once you have really. Yes, Prabhuji. Yes. Um, I was wondering if you could explain um, either if you've had this discussion with this particular group, or if you what your observation is. So in the early days, the devotees who were married. I assume that they didn't un know all of this stuff. Correct. They didn't even know the four, you know, it was just... Correct. Sure, sure, sure. But they, you know, okay, they may have been living in the temple or nearby the temple. But is it, is it to the degree that you're absorbed in service, all these things are overrided? <laughs> or even if you're really flat out in service, one still has to take this into consideration? I don't what's your discussion with them, Prabhupada, <coughs> or what's your opinion? No, in our beautiful question. In our opinion, we have I think done so many seminars for them here, and it is based on uh, your speech, your attitude, your expectations, and ultimately all these things together to basically progress together in Krishna consciousness and to do more and more services for Srila Prabhupada. But one thing which is most important is that husband and wife together, how Krishna conscious they are and how much Krishna is in center in their life. That is the most important factor. And we say that, that's why for us, for both of us, even though we are coming from different backgrounds, different personalities, we always give priority to our Krishna consciousness and service to Guru and Vaishnavas. Because when we gave that at priorities, honestly, I think most of our needs were taken care. Most of the needs. Even to the extent financial needs. Because we gave priority to Krishna consciousness. That means getting up in the morning and chanting together. Like if I say, what is the difference between a Brahmachari ashram and a Grihastha ashram? The Brahmacharis, they get up in the morning, they have morning program, they have, uh, you know, yeah, they're chanting, hearing Bhagavatam class. And after that, what do they do? They do their services. Sometimes go for book distribution, cooking, or you know, go to a warehouse or whatever. Similarly, in a Grihastha life also, if together they plan in the morning, getting up together, and maybe if you have kids, not Mangalati in the morning, at least chanting together, and then maybe Mangalati together, and hearing together. If you begin your day like this, if you begin your day with good hearing and chanting, I think that sharpens your intelligence to discriminate what is right and what is wrong. And once your chanting and hearing quota is over, then you have so much time and because you are spiritually strong, I feel the same activity is done in much lesser time. If you have not chanted, if you have not practiced properly in the morning, then the same activity takes longer time. And then at the back of the mind, all what is the anxiety? I have to finish my chanting, I have to finish my chanting. Because we all are staying in a city life. That means you have to be out of the house, especially all the men who are working. 
out of the house by 8, 8.30, 9. Wives may have to give tiffins. Or sometimes the wives are also working. They also have to go out. So what is the time together? They come back in the evening. <coughs> you have kids. In the evening, kids will take away your time. So what is the time together you are getting? It's the morning time. It's the morning time somehow to figure out that should be together practicing Krishna consciousness. And if your child also wakes up seeing that, oh, my mother and father are chanting together, it leaves very deep impression in their life. What, what I feel is also, uh, just to add on to what she said, is that no doubt Krishna consciousness process is the most powerful process and it brings us to the transcendental platform. You know, the whole idea is to rise from, from the Kanishta level to the Madhyama level. But, but it takes time. And while you, you are uh, you're in a process of rising from the Kanishta level, uh, you know, where you, have, uh, you, you, are, you are involved with so many modes, uh, it is important that at that time, because there's so much of interactions, this knowledge comes to use. Right? But otherwise, if we are seriously chanting and we are, say, pure devotees of the Lord, this is all useless because we are just, you know, we, it's, it's not required. But why we have to discuss this married life? Because no matter how much ever we try, we all know that we are heavily under the modes of material nature in husband and wife relationship. Uh, and the modes affect us. Even though we are doing the process, as Peter Bhava says in his book, that you can't tell a person to be dirty when he's taking his bath. That means we all are taking our bath, so we are getting cleansed, but we are not yet out of the bathroom completely clean yet. So while we are getting cleaned, we need to have mechanisms to deal with each other with, when the dirt is seen. You are getting my point? So that's why uh, we are not saying in any way that the process we have to continue doing and that is the ultimate saving grace for us. The wonderful sadhana, uh, you know, Krishna consciousness in general. But while we are doing that, we found that there is a, there's a need to equip ourselves with this understanding of of, of of uh, techniques, if I'm allowed to use the word, of understanding the techniques of dealing with each with each other. Suppose in the house you have a mother-in-law, for a daughter-in-law, if the mother-in-law is a PM, who is a perfectionist, mm. and if the daughter-in-law is different, you know what level of arguments they will have? And then the entire pressure will come on the husband. In the evening when the husband will come home, the wife is already ready with a list, <laughs> and the mother is also ready with a list. <laughs> And because, really? because the interaction in Grace Ashram is not only spiritual. Yeah, it's true. It's very, it's practical. It, it happens. Because interaction, as we say, as the ladies are uh, understanding, saying that the interaction is not 100% spiritual. I mean, I would say there is a, a less of spiritual discussions and much more of practical relationship discussions where the mother-in-law is involved, bills are involved. You understand? In so fact, that's in where fact, I feel even in the uh, gurus sometimes I have some sometimes I interact with many sannyasis with many <coughs> different services, and they also prefer sometimes PC disciples. You know, they also have combinations of different disciples, PC, PS. You know, on who, and so when they want to give some services, they know that PC are the people who will get it done. But when they want <coughs> to see there is some problem, it is a PF or PS who will come forward and you know who will settle the situation. So, did you get the point, Prabhuji? Yeah. So, so uh, all of us, all of us should not. Yeah, I'm just taking the question. All of us should not take in any way that Krishna consciousness practice is less important. That becomes of paramount importance. That gives. That's the one before all the zeros. 
you know if you have so many zeros but if that is a one but we have seen that in one thing you must understand you being a nice devotee does not automatically make you a nice husband or a wife <laughs> that's a wrong understanding many of us have that i'm a nice devotee i chant my rounds at brahma murta you know i you know and then you know i i do everything perfectly i make rajbhog once a week for radha gokulananda the wife will say and the husband is say that well i have i i preach and when i preach people are just attracted to chaitanya mahaprabhu like anything and all these things which is all very fine but that does not make you a good husband if you come home and you are not considerate to your wife when she is sick when she needs you you know you are going to have serious problems in your grihastha ashram and that problems is not going to be limited just to the home we will carry it to your office you will carry it to the temple you will carry it to your to your uh, you know relations with your friends it's wife full cook rajbhog for the deities and the husband is eating bread every day at home that service has no meaning yes service has no meaning yes but you are saying something Sorry, you had some question. So I was going to ask. You mentioned about the trust point at the beginning, correct? <laughs> correct. And you said it's you know very important that you can establish that. So what are the signs? I know you mentioned one during the talk, but what are the signs to look out for to find someone that is trustworthy? That is there any sort of? You mentioned about the relationship between um, Alexander and Philip. No, it was yeah, possibly that. But I was thinking also about the father and the daughter, and <coughs> also the family members. And things. So, are there, are there potential like kind of signs that you should look out for? Because uh-huh. obviously, how do you know who's trustworthy and who's not? Of this, when you are selecting a partner, that's yeah. the, that's the point you're asking. Uh, no, this is not necessarily. Again, I'm saying it. It. it how do you find? How do you know that uh, while selecting a partner, that somebody is trustworthy? Mm-hmm. See, trust is something that you earn. Okay, it is not that it it is there. You earn a person's trust, right? From day one, uh, you know the the boss will not trust you, but you earn that trust more and more, right? Similarly, married life, you you there could be a basic trust because somebody and because of that somebody gets married, but through interactions and through uh, through. I feel the, what what is important is rather than why we are saying trust is instead of going on externals, on looks, on only. some looks only or just sometimes only astrology or sometimes just educational qualification. What we are stressing is more important is the character. You know what type of character that, that person has. So I, if I'm trying to say like you know if they had a, a past experience or you know their conditioning in the past means that. You know, गर्ल Look at how is a mother. You know how is a mother. Then or sometimes there are families they will see how is the boy, but they will see more important is how to see the boy's mother, because my daughter will be spending lot of time with the boy's mother at home if they are staying in a joint family. So that nature or that family background is also equally important, <coughs> and that you may need to find out, or sometimes you may need to talk to somebody. That's how. 
uh, in the past the marriage would happen only in the community same communities because you would know actually what is the background but with the modern concept at least and especially in krishna consciousness sometimes you know people just give up their house and they are they know you but at least when you meet them you try to find out what is their background what type of culture they are coming from and and, and married life uh, as we take whatever the level of trust is as it is at a particular level the the interaction with each other there's a constant there should be a constant increase of that trust so you know there's a great scope of increasing that trust it could be at a particular level when you begin your married life and there could be some serious conditionings of previous but uh, it doesn't stop us from from constantly increasing that trust uh, by behaving in a in a non duplicitous way by being very honest so slowly slowly you gather the trust okay this person maybe he is i mean difficult but he's honest about it that what gather the trust you know so things they, they say for trust two things are important character and competency suppose if you say if you say that you have some disease and uh, you know you have to get operated and your wife is the most chaste wife and you trust your wife the most but will you get operated by your wife she's not a doctor you will go to the best surgeon and get operated right so competence is also equally important so if we take in a positive way then to build up trust sometimes we may not have certain qualities but we may need to develop <coughs> we we are not all of us are perfect perfect people but if we understand that i need to do this every uh, all all those who are parents now they know that very first that they were not good parents but they learn what is the art of parenting i need to learn more i need to improve more constantly finding out how do i how can i improve more because i want to make this relationship more trustworthy i want to work i want to make this i want to be accommodative i want to be adaptive and i want to improve this relationship that is that is more positive yes please uh, thanks for the inspiration talk um staying on the point of trust in your experience when you've counseled couples would you say if there's no trust <coughs> or if the trust is broken after many years then the relationship's over and how do you read the better the trust once it's gone they say once there's a crack in the wall my mom always said once there's a crack in the wall it's hard to build no so that's why the one of the important uh, very very important uh, thing that needs to be practiced in kriya sastra is the quality of forgive and forget you know because uh, you know uh, if husband and wife they assume the position of husband and wife that means husband i am the controller and wife you are the controlled the typical thing mentioned then you know then you would have difficulties to forgive and forget because how can you but if they stay as friends husband and wife they should become the best of friends and amongst friends you know there could be a situation where you 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 have some you know the way you behave is not like by the other person but that doesn't mean that the relationship is broken because as we say that because we are interacting so closely uh, there's bound to be a time where we are in the lower modes and we speak things or do things which are hurting but if the opposite person is not in a mood of forgiving and forgetting and going ahead because there's so much to achieve positive about krishna consciousness as we discussed in the beginning <laughs> that is always small things to really affect my relationship so one most important thing is 
the quality of forgive and forget okay fine i understand you spoke bad i felt bad but let's get up and start walking together it's not that i'll start walking ahead who cares for you now you have hurted me right so yes no doubt that when the pot is cracked you can't mend it but why allow the pot to crack first of all there's nothing that big uh which will which which is worth making the pot crack more bigger than being together in service of krishna I, right the, the to make the pot crack is in your hand it, it is not that the person has the right it is in your hand whether you want the pot to crack why allow it to crack why not just say okay fine i appreciate there's so much to do i know basically we are all together not for making me feel good or making talking nicely to me we are together here to serve krishna it's all small things also sometimes i feel that in the marriage life the biggest uh, that crack trust will come when the partner finds out that uh, you know you are having some other relationship we have seen amongst devotees we have seen amongst devotees husband and wife married already having a child and one fine day the wife says i am pregnant and this is not your child can you imagine what will happen to that husband and still that husband because he was feeling that no we have promised a spiritual master if i leave her at this point of time nobody will accept her so he continued it is a great uh, his spiritual master also told him that you have all the right to give up this woman This extreme no, example. This extreme examples I am giving you because you asked for experience of counselling, and I know a couple where the wife came to know one fine day that husband is is HIV positive. By the way, it's all devotees, huh? Husband <coughs> is HIV positive because he has been going to the prostitutes, and she realised that what to do now. But then she said, "This is the time he needs me the most." he needs me the most so as, as and as, as, what a change came in that husband he completely changed he realized this person is here to serve me to help me and just go together he completely changed so you saw it is in the hands our hands whether we want the pot to crack i mean we we have this all extreme examples this, which are there, there cannot be more difficult situation than this i'm honest with you there cannot be more difficult situation than this and honestly when we when we see our normal issues of married life and like husband or wife and they they come to some serious disagreement like when you go deep into it it's quite silly <laughs> you agree mata ji we are counseling so many people it is quite silly it is quite i mean for them it looks very big but you just go down i said that and then you sway that on one side is your argument on one side is the great expectation that your guru has had from your marriage <coughs> now you wait this really is too heavy to really you know take any heat to this this light thing that's why again i'm saying we should understand why we are together we are not together for any self glorification of sense gratification we are all together we have the bottom line is the husband wife are together as devotees to serve krishna to serve guru and yes there are some uh, you know uh, freedom given in grihastha ashram for for uh, as propas says of for some sense gratification here and there yeah so you take advantage of that and you 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 just 
Okay, but the main purpose is something different. You know? I was thinking it normally is, you know, you said it's not big things. It normally is just towels on the floor. But that in itself is a reflection of something deeper, as your whole talk has been reflecting that. So in each interaction, you're thinking, why is this so trivial? But actually, there's a much deeper cause. And that deeper cause is a lack of understanding about each other's natures. So Correct. I think this, this training is, is yeah, fantastic. I mean, we've had, a, we've had a lot of training about personality types. But I think focusing it on this is very helpful for those, A, looking to get into the ashram and be already in there. Um, and as you said, it, it extends further. But having that close interaction, I thought <coughs> the, the point you made about um, how we're affected about modes is, is very good because sometimes you say things that you shouldn't um, because we all have ups and downs. But this is such a simple principle. If you can forgive and forget at that moment and understand the higher principle, yeah. Then, then you like, you know, I'll give a simple example. She loves to say this story about, you know, when my mother, uh, she would wait for my father and that I'm talking about the time where there was no mobile phones. Okay, my mother uh, would be, you know, I would be the, you know, I was a younger son, so I would be with my mother and, and my father would, usually comes at six, he's not home still by nine, nine thirty and she's tossing in the balcony and this is Bombay. It is, it is, you know, anything, anything can happen and she's getting more and more angry. And I'm thinking, my father had it today. I, I, I have seen and I thought today he had it. So he's just tossing and said, I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, I said, can't he just phone? You know, they, we didn't have a phone at home that time also. I'm talking about, you know, in 80s. So he said, can't he phone my neighbors? Yeah, so can't he phone? Why is it? When my father was really, really a very senior executive in one of the top companies. So sometimes he got caught up in things. And I said, my father, and then we would, she would be tossing. And then she saw the rickshaw. And rickshaw would stop. Oh, not my father. And she would get more angry. Then finally, that that glorious rickshaw would come. <laughs> and my father came there. And she said, Aja, awad, awad. So I said, my God, I was really praying. I said, Krishna, please protect my father. <laughs> and believe me, I tell you, it is it is it is a great. This is this is what you talk about the the previous times. What the Generation. they didn't need the seminars. My father would come, ring the bell, and and moment she, she would she would just take the. Back. <laughs> so you are completely all right. Everything is okay. And she and, and, and I said, "What is this? You are so angry." <laughs> and then suddenly she just cooled down and she took the bag. And then my father went inside. And then my father would sit for dinner. And then After she would the very dinner. softly and say, "Came aaj modaiwa. Why are you late today? You know." And then she would stop because you know if we just flared up that time. This guy has come hard work. <laughs> You know, he has worked hard, he has come late, and he just on the door before he enters. Why are you late? Tell me first, why are you late? I said, let me enter. I, I, I tell you another example. Like Both of us were preachers. So after marriage, we were staying with them. And sometimes we have done a preaching program and it has become very late. And then we have to come home in the same house and they would be upset, you know, because I have been also out with him. That means some of the housework I have not done. So then I would be very scared to phone them, you know. Okay, we are late. And he would tell me, you phone. <laughs> so when I would phone her, you know, I said, Mommy, go later. Say, no, wherever you are, you stay there only. Don't worry. And she'll be so peaceful, you know, that don't worry, you know, don't come so late in the night alone. Just don't worry, worry and sit, stay there. And the next day when you come home, also she'll be quiet, but then she would be angry. So I realized that she would never put pressure on me at that time on phone. Otherwise, some other mother-in-law would think, why are you so late? Where are you? This and that. She would have started. And probably I would have done that. But she was so composed. She would not, she would, she knows that we are some, and she's more concerned about her children. 
that they should not travel in late in the night nothing should happen to them <clears throat> so she would be peacefully telling no no wherever you are you stay there it's okay if it has become late come <clears throat> tomorrow morning so this uh, this aspect of forgive or forget or maturity to talk the right thing at the right time many times we do we do the right talk at the wrong time and that makes the whole thing wrong you know and that's where the problem is you know your husband has come tired and you have a list of issues you know he he's he's bound to be you know he, he may not be or maybe the wife you know she's worked up the whole day and you tell her that why there's no hot rotis i mean you know so you are just you are just going to create trouble for yourself i'm okay with cold rotis <laughs> <You're okay. laughs> Yeah. Kind of <laughs> yeah. As long as you get rotis, <laughs> you know. So you have, you understand. So I think uh, we need to we need to just uh, this is very seriously important. Forgive and forget. You know, there's such a important uh, because if, you know. And and, and and one more thing we follow is sort out your differences uh, before the end of the day. Don't sleep over your differences. There's another thing which my parents told, and they were of course wonderful grihasthas. So don't sleep over differences. That means before you sleep. Sort it out. You know, either tomorrow morning you're getting up. Was I talking to her or not talking to her? <laughs> <laughs> should I talk to her or should I be loving or not loving? You know, that's not the point. You know. <laughs> yeah. So, so sort it out because you know don't and believe I've seen this. The problems you know becomes big when you 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 it goes more more problems. You just sort it out. Just talk it out. Then there's no and problem. And also, I feel be expressive. Many times, girls, you know, in the initial period, the boys in the initial period, they don't want to show what is what are the actual feelings, and then they suppress, suppress, and suppress, and then one fine day, there it will be like a volcano coming out, and the partner will think, "My God, all this time you were so nice, now suddenly what happened?" But so sometimes, I will say the other partner has to be sensitive what what the wife is going through, and another instruction to the girls is that. You know, learn to be expressive. Not always just suppress yourself, because sometimes women need. You know, they tend to suppress their feelings, and then it's like a spring effect. You just jump one day. Yes. You're saying like um, to be expressive. What what I found with my husband is that, um, or, or generally, maybe it's just boys. Sometimes they don't always want to talk about things, and you know, if they're upset with something. I'm like, okay, let's talk about it. I don't want to talk about it. I just, I just, don't, just shush, just be quiet. <laughs> and he's like, no, no, it's good if we talk about. It. No, I don't want to talk. So it's like, so you're saying to be expressive, but I found like with my husband, he likes it if he's just left, left alone. Doesn't, doesn't always want to talk about things straight away. Or, yeah. Or maybe there's not the right time to talk. Yes. Maybe that is, you know, you might find the maybe the we may want to talk, but. Maybe we have to find the right time when he is uh, in a mood to talk yeah. or something like that. Or maybe sometimes the time is very important. Yeah. Uh, it, it's we have to really uh, uh, find the right time for discussing things. Sometimes I feel writing also helps. Writing, yeah. <laughs> writing also helps. WhatsApp nowadays. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes uh, in terms of uh, using a strategy for matchmaking. Particularly in India, they look at um, like someone's mangalika has a high mangalika dosha. Not is, is this quite important in Islam to look at this? Or I will say it is. Uh, astrology is a very great science. You know, it, it predicts things perfectly, but you need a good astrologer. 
and also it is uh, not that you are 100% dependent on astrology because i know people who have rejected so many girls and boys and then they have matched perfect astrologically and then within one year they have divorced so it is more up to us you know once you accept somebody you can check it's like which guru you want to accept as spiritual master you always check no you see whom who gets whom do you get inspired by so similarly to check that whether this is good for you or not good for you, you can always check astrology <coughs> our astrology doesn't match at all in fact we were told that it will be very harmful but we are different but i feel what is important is together if you know what is the higher goal so maybe what we can do i cannot say that everybody else can do but still if you are interested in astrology or if you know if you are keen at least find out i remember radhanath maharaj saying at least find out from three astrologers if all three say the same thing then you take it more seriously and, and it all honestly it all depends upon to what extent of faith you have hmm. and what extent of uh, if i'm allowed to use the word risk you are ready to take if it is not matching it's all your faith you know you don't go on what people say Yeah. See, ultimately, you are getting married. Okay, you are taking the decision. So, people can say so many things. There are some people who have a strong astrology conviction, which is which is also right, because you know it is a science. And there's another uh, school of thought which says, well, astrology is fine, but ultimately they are devotees, which is beyond astrology. So that is also is fine. So you know there there is there's this whole <coughs> two different schools of thought, and both are <coughs> existing in Iskon, and there are various senior leaders. was supporting each of these thoughts right so you have to decide where you fit because you, ultimately you take the decision you take the responsibility of a decision right so so you know where you fit for example we decided not to have uh, you know faith in that astrology because we saw something higher uh, than just astrology but as, at the same time uh, you know yeah. we can't say that you do that because you are a different individual you know and so i i think this astrology question is very very simple to what extent of faith you have and you should respect that faith if you have faith in astrology <coughs> you know we strongly recommend that you go by the manglik you go by that whatever thing you are talking about you you follow that and then you go to astrologer and follow that maybe three astrologers four and five astrologers whatever you want to do no harm it is vedic science you are not in maya if you do that you are not in maya if you follow astrology but you don't follow astrology also you know there's no harm but you are ready to take the i feel risk. whatever it is when you take a decision once you make a decision once you make a choice you have all the right before you make a decision and you get married but i feel what is most important is once you made the decision you take the responsibility to continue the decision for the rest of your life so you cannot say that some problem happens see to manglik chet you are a manglik so now You no, know, that problem is not. Is she is simply an instrument of your own karma, as Prabhupada said. If you have a difficulty, then don't blame the instruments of your karma. Prabhupada says. So it's just your karma coming back to you, and in this case, it's your wife who's giving your karma to you <coughs> of suffering. <laughs> you getting my point? So that's the philosophical understanding. And astrology also, when you say manglik, I have seen there are people who are manglik. They don't get married till a particular age. somehow that the marriage doesn't happen and after certain age they say that manglik uh, the effect of mangal after 27 doesn't work so there are so many things you know so 
And one thing I have seen that don't I'm, I'm don't man. yeah he's a mangler. I'm not. I got married at twenty two. We didn't even know. I didn't even know. <laughs> so what I am saying is that don't delay your decisions. Most of the times I have seen girls and boys that I want this choice. I want this this this. I want a good looking girl. She should be educated also. She should be very pure devotee. She should be working career oriented also. She should be good in the house also. She should be taking care of my parents also. She should be nice with me also. Everything you cannot have. Like you have to, five husbands then. You have to. <laughs> you are, are the girls. That my husband's salary should be this much. He should be of this much height. His house should be like this. He should not be. He should have a separate house. I don't have to take care of my in-laws. And so, 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 so. But it doesn't happen like that. If you go on delaying your decision, then I tell you, this is your choice at 24. Then at 27, you will say, okay, this one thing is not there. It's okay. <laughs> by 28 and by 35, you will leave everything. Anybody just let me get married. Huh? So might as well you adjust something. You think where you can adjust and get married fast, because more you delay your marriage, you are becoming hard, and you are losing the charm of marriage. Because younger you are, you can adjust yourself, husband and wife. More delay you do decision late, 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 then you can't adjust. Then you have so much of your own mindset. Yes, you become rigid. Serious rigid. rigid. Yes. Just thinking. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, sure. One last question. Are you to ask him whether you can ask? His house. Or if anyone else wants to ask. Has anyone got a question? He hasn't asked a question. Or comment. Okay, we'll finish with one. Okay. Something that is a common theme that you're speaking about is being empathetic, and and I think I don't know if all the guys would agree is that sometimes it's very difficult to understand what the other person is going through in terms of the emotions. And something you often hear about is that all you have to say is go, mm, uh, okay. Mm. And I think, what is it that the other person is looking for to understand that they're being acknowledged, that they those emotions are being recognised and accepted? Do you, do you have anything? Does that make any sense? We say name the feeling first. Um, if you can name the feeling of that person, mm-hmm. if you actually empathetic, then you will understand. Mm-hmm. And then you will try to help him or her in that way. So if the other person come back from work and they said, or they're at home, like your example, and said, they haven't been able to go to get some medication, the kids crying, and so on and so on. So the husband should acknowledge that feeling. No, that name the feeling so that there's a connection. Mm-hmm. Okay. So so he said, oh, you 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 feel bad about it, right? So then you you know Frustrated that the person has person has understood you. The other person knows that oh you understood because you have put that back with the feeling. We have paraphrased it. Mm-hmm. So basically, there should be a connection. Whether it is a child or it is a wife or it is a husband, if when you when you have some you 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 you, you reply with a with a naming a feeling that then it does a connection. What the other person is expressing. Yes. So that the person knows that you understood. You understood, and then you actually do things. Like sometimes somebody sends a message on WhatsApp that my mother is sick and uh, or you know something something, and we all say yes, we are praying for you, we are praying for you. But what is a good answer? Do you need any help? Besides praying, if you say, "Do you need any help? Should I send some prasad?" Mm. You know that is, you know that is more logical. Everybody can do praying, but actually, when person needs some help and you are there right next to that person, that is more <coughs> important. Is that because in that particular situation, that person is expressing that they feel hopeless? They don't have anyone 
there to help them. And so you, is that what you're saying? And then when you're saying, I will help you, you're kind of understanding it? Is that no, anybody, if they, they need some help, suppose if somebody's sick in the family, mm-hmm. like that learning, exp- the emotion, that naming person. the feeling is important, but with that practical solution is also equally important. Mm-hmm. Thank you and thank you all very, all very much for your patient hearing and I hope this was useful to you and uh, it, it made some help to you in your married life or upcoming married life. Thank you very much. <laughs> Hare Krishna. <laughs>